Welcome to Guys We Fuck. The Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast. Yo, you having sex? I'm Christina Hutchinson. I'm Corinne Fisher. And I'm your boyfriend. Bring us your slutty, your horny, and your shame. Hey, you a slut? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about fucking. Hello, fuckers. How you doing? Where you been? Where you living? Who's your mom? Welcome to Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. Welcome to the show. All right. So if you want to email us some of your problems, do you need advice? Do you have a crazy ass story, good or bad? Sorry about last night's show at gmail.com. Today's subject line, no grown man wants to be your friend. Am I imagining things? Mm. Oh. Hi, ladies. So I'm 28, recently out of a long-term relationship, six years. For the first time in my adult life, I am learning how to be completely independent. I live alone with my dog, work a lot, pay all my bills, and feel amazing. I have a friend. Let's call him Joe. Mm, you like him. I can tell by the fake names you give these guys. He's 40. 40- <laughs> Joe's a strong name. Yeah. He's 42 years old. We met a year ago while he was still in a relationship. I Hmm, thought he was hot, but we kept a non-romantic friendship. He would send me music on WhatsApp. (laughs) Yeah, I know all this. My 42-year-old male friends with their non-romantic 28-year-old pals, Mm -hmm. the gal pals. Send me music on WhatsApp, but I wouldn't respond because I felt that we had a connection and didn't want to disrespect my partner at the time and his. But yeah, I recently went through a breakup with that partner. It was a nasty breakup. He cheated on me and I decided to move cities one hour away to be closer to work. Now I am in the same city as my friend Joe. Crazy how that happened. Weird. (laughs) Just kind of tripped and fell into the city next to Joe. When I arrived, we started taking long walks together with our dogs. He opened up to me about how he went through the same type of nasty breakup and offered advice. We Thanks. We continue to go on walks at least once a week. Sometimes after our walks, he takes me to a nice-ass five-star hotel to get drinks. That ain't a friend, baby girl. He owns a shop. Every time I go in to try to, to buy stuff, he throws in free stuff for me. He has brought me tupers of food. I don't like, think I you guess mean like that. Tupperware. Tupperware? Yeah, that sounds like Tupperware. Oh, a food to eat to my house, introduce me to his family, and post my photos on his Instagram. I'm a photographer. What? Okay, Are you guys married? You. I feel as though we have similar interests and lots of similar past traumas. Our fathers also died under the same circumstances, and we agree 100% on how we want to envision our futures. I decided to ask him if he has a girlfriend, and he said that he's seeing someone. Oh, what the fuck? If I was her, if I was that girl who was singing, I'd be like, who the fuck is this bitch? He mentioned going to do things with this girl, but won't go into more details. I can tell he is trying to make it clear that he is with someone, but doesn't want me to know about her. Yeah, because he probably likes you too. At first, I suspected it was myself, but later, when making plans with him to go to a dog beach, he told me he was already going with his girl, but we still have to make a day trip another time. What? He he wants that cake and eating it too. Meanwhile, we're taking four-hour hikes, exploring the forest together, and watching the sunset. Girl, that ain't a friend. as a husband we keep in constant contact throughout the week and communicate as friends we send music and photos of our walks he take always takes advice um he, he always advises me of a nice sunrise and of a good photo opportunity before i wake up <laughs> boo boo 
Oh, he's cheating on his girlfriend with you. Uh, I can't stop thinking about him. I have this deep feeling he is my person. I even mm. added him on a pa- the pattern app, and it says we were past life lovers. Yeah, Be but that's like, that. that's a lot of people, and that we are extremely compatible. You know who I was also a past life lover with my my darling, my father. So okay, <laughs> let's relax here. I know there is a connection, but I'm newly single. I know I'm not ready for a new relationship. When are we ever really? And except that I should learn how to be alone, but I can't shake this feeling that we are meant to be together. Hey, uh, okay, I'll, I'll give you the advice in a second. I know you always say no grown man wants to be your friend, but yep. this guy's acting like he just wants to be friends. Girl, no, he is not. <laughs> Ain't no friend of mine giving me sunset pictures, okay? Should I even say anything to him or just keep him as a friend, even though I feel there is a romantic tension? Because there is. Well, I, it's inappropriate on, on uh, you know, yeah. to this other thing. If he's seeing somebody, that's fucking rude. Uh, he, yeah. more. I think the more problem here is his his behavior. And is this how he acts when he's in relationships? I have an urgency knowing he's seeing someone. I don't want to miss the opportunity. I mean, you already missed it because you're already seeing someone. Do yeah, I need right. to let go of the idea? Am I just replacing one man with another? Possibly. Is this typical new single girl shit? Do you guys believe in soulmates? Thanks ahead of time. Let me know what you think. Okay, I got photos. I, I, okay, oh, so wow. You're, I, oh, I forgot. You're tw- I'm like, damn, he's a lot older than you. I yes, believe in is. soulmates. I don't believe he is your soulmate, though, if that's the answer that you didn't ask that you want. I think he gets off on having a 28-year-old friend, to be honest. But the thing is, the thing is, regardless, if this person is your person, if you, I would stop hanging out with him like this. This is too much. It's too intimate. It's very intimate. And yeah. it's like you like the guy. He has a girlfriend or somebody he's seeing so what i would do to really test the waters is say hey i don't want to be hanging out as much because this feels kind of relationshipy and you're seeing somebody and this is taking time away from me actually pursuing a relationship should i want to so i'm just going to take a step back here because the thing is if you are actually meant to be let him the fuck go and you will come back to each other it's, that's, that's definitely the move you science baby you absolutely have to you have to pull back that's the only that's the to. only way this it's is gonna work only gonna end well if you pull back well it probably won't end well anyway because there's a I mean there, it's the, life so well, I mean well but, no if anything like your mom meant to be together and he marries his girl well also Good. there's a 14 year age gap which I mean listen I'm like love at age gap I think this is about this right for, 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 like 15 years I would say is like kind of what we're maxing out on absolute age gap Apps. Um, yeah, that's my. Yeah. That's kind of like in my experience. That's about the, and I've gone that far, and it's, and, and those people are fine. That, that, but that's about, that's about the furthest is you, you could go. And the problem is once these guys approach 50, 51, 52, and I've been there, spectacles, they're getting crusty. Um, (laughs) They're changing that font size on the iPhone and you're like, oh, damn it. Uh, And you're, and you're not even, yeah, you're not even close to crusty in in, 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 any way. You're actually, you know, approaching your sexual peak. Mm -hmm. So that's what's difficult about that. So, I mean, those hikes that he's taken are great. Hopefully he's taking them with uh, his actual girlfriend too. (laughs) Just really keeping it um, in check. What is he telling his girlfriend when he's going on hikes with him. I don't know. I can't imagine it's the truth. Could, uh, could you just put yourself it's in, the truth. in the shoes of this girlfriend? Uh, oh, honey, like, honey, what, what are you doing? Fuck? Oh, I'm laying out the sunset for my friend. I'm like, no, you're fucking not. She, Who's your friend? How do you know her? How old is she? What the fuck is this? I mean, I don't know what the person I'm dating is doing at every moment of the day, though. I mean, this is one sunset. You you don't think you would pick up on some of this stuff? Four and hour you would just hikes? question it? No, four, you, you, four hours? I mean, we're, I mean, look, I, I don't know what my should, boyfriend does every second of the day, yeah. nor, nor do I want to. Yeah. But, and he doesn't know what I do, but like... 
my God. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's true. I guess my boyfriend could technically have a friend like this that I wouldn't know about. All of so, our partners could literally have full 18 like, other, other girlfriends, f- families, guys. <laughs> Just to make that very clear to everyone. Unless you're in Happy a new year. Unless you're in one of those crazy relationships where you're literally together all the time and in which case that's nonstop. very unhealthy. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, that, I mean, that, that, that's that's the move. You got to pull away because you're 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 getting you're getting all the, I guess, benefits of a friendship um, with a. Yeah. You're, you're you fu- like this guy. You're getting fucked over back. here. And this guy's in this guy guy's being weird and there's no way this guy does not want to fuck you no fucking way but also what he's you're you're allowing him to basically have all the things two relationships and that's we can't we can't we're not gonna do that girl it's 2023 to men we're not gonna do that anymore okay Mm -hmm. new year new you Mm -hmm. uh guys come see us live i am performing a bunch of dates in 2023 i'm gonna go down the list nyack new york levity live february 2nd through 4th winnipeg canada i'm at rumors february 9th through the 11th new westminster british columbia canada house of comedy march 16th through the 18th dallas texas march 24th through the 26th boston laugh boston april 14th and 15th edmonton canada gala canada dates comic strip april 20th through the 22nd detroit michigan house of comedy the 28th and the 29th some of these dates uh ticket links are available on christinehodginson.com some of them aren't up yet but either way they're, they will be there so save the dates also I have a Patreon that I run five bucks a month gets you at least one new episode of the Voices in Our Heads my solo podcast um, where I just do deep dives into my own goddamn brain and then I do three to four times a month group Zoom in quotes therapy because I'm not a licensed therapist but I facilitate group group chatting group lamenting group sharing and it's a beautiful little space that we've created where you just come you say whatever's on your mind and we all have a good time we laugh at the dark shit and we cheer each other on and say good job tomorrow for luminary listeners only everyone else it'll already have been passed uh new year's eve new york city uh we're doing a big show with all my favorite friends and comedians uh at new york comedy club east village which is 85 east 4th street uh it's corinne fisher's morbid new year's eve fucked up jokes and a fucked up year (laughs) featuring myself christina hutchinson chloe LeBranch, maddie smith ryan long love fur and i think danny polish chuck will also be there uh, and then after that, get tickets if there's still tickets available to the huge New Year's Eve uh, party that I am producing with Ronnie Lordi. That is at the firehouse at Engine 3187 Lafayette Street. It's like right Chinatown, uh, Little Italy area, super great area. Um, and it's 100 bucks uh, a pop. We might make it up. You know, closer to the date, but we'll see how tickets are selling. It's a open bar all night, uh, actual liquor, not just beer and wine, liquor, beer and wine. Um, and a DJ, two rooms, uh, a short comedy show, including myself to start. It's going to be an incredible night. The theme is interstellar, uh, but dressed to impress. Uh, tickets for that are all in the Linktree link in my bio on Instagram. Um, and then all the shows are at CorinneFisher.com. And then 2023 tour dates, just a couple of them, just give a little sprinkling to get me out of the city. Uh, Austin, Texas, Friday, February 10th, one show at Vulcan Gas Company. Uh, Saturday, February 11th, two shows in Houston, Texas at Rockefellers. And then Toronto, Canada, Friday, February 17th and Saturday, February 18th at Comedy Bar. Ticket links for all those are up. Again, it's Corinne Fisher. 
jessicafisher.com or the Linktree link in my bio at Philanthropy Gal. Please make sure you're following us on social media. Very helpful. Absolutely. I'm Share at our Christina shit. Hutch. We're at Guys We Fucked uh, Without the You and Fucked on all social media, including TikTok and YouTube. We have a new Guys We Fucked Clips channel where you're able to mm. get clips of the podcast, shorter length videos, as well as the Guys We Fucked Vault, which features all these old sketches. Because sorry about last night's been a comedy duo for 13 years and we got oh, wow. a lot of stuff under our belt and we're going to be showing it to you. So subscribe, like all the shit. And then if you haven't followed us and rated and reviewed Guys We Fucked on the Apple iTunes podcast, podcast app can you do it because it keeps us in the top 200 because our comedy podcast is uh is fucking legendary and we want the people to know yeah so i'm at philanthropy gal on all social media and mike is at mike coscarelli <laughs> wow <laughs> mike's in a great mood today mm-hmm. happy new year Good. i'm glad i'm glad someone needs to be mm-hmm. all right well, our guest our guest today, she's also um, in a good mood. Uh, our guest, she is she's my uh, one of my favorite astrologers on the internet. Uh, she's a vlogger and an, an all around internet person. Please give a warm welcome to Marin Altman. What's this life that I'm facing? Aggravated, so damn distraught. Every night I'm here praying that my next step isn't one that is wrong here on the north side. Shorty the whole crew will tell you we taking no lies. Get on the other side of town with all your bull cries. Hiring for different dimensions, I need like six sides. Yeah, I need another window. That round booty, baby, that's my hell of a figure. I love that big ass shit So baby, let's get down and dirty Rock it with shit I'm fucking with Yeah, I need another window That brown booty, baby That's one hell of a figure You move it crazy ways I love that big ass shit So baby, let's get down and dirty Rock it with shit I'm fucking with shit I'm on the other side of town And I'm riding this show is sponsored by better help getting stuff off your chest is incredible. It's so therapeutic. We all carry around different stressors. Some of them are big. Some of them are small. A lot of them are very big. Uh, But we keep them bottled up and it could start affecting us negatively. And then we act like a jerk to the people we love. And we're like, this is not how I want to be. Therapy has saved my life personally. There are so many benefits of it. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Although if you have experienced major trauma, highly recommend. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designated to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you could switch at any time. Finding a therapist is like dating. They're not all going to work out in the first try. BetterHelp understands that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash guys to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash guys. Guys, the weather's getting warmer. It's time to say goodbye to your jackets and all your sweaters. And you got to refresh your wardrobe. Well, luckily... 
I found Quince. And now you have too, because you're listening to this. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you go to their website, the amount of categories, they have travel, lookbooks, men, women, home, babies, and kids. Their stuff is so cute. So I own a couple items from Quince, and one of them is the Italian leather hand-woven crossbody purse in green, emerald, and I get compliments on it all the time. It's a small purse, which I really love because then I don't put as many things in it. Um, Guys, Quince is amazing. They have very luxury items for very cheap prices. Get warm weather ready, baby, with Quince. Go to quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. We are here with Marin Altman, astrologist extraordinaire. Is that that's correct? Um, super excited to talk to you. Corinne was a big fan. And then she showed me your Instagram. I'm like, yeah, you're a Corinne gal for sure. Super gothy, <laughs> blood splattered. I was blood like, splatter, <laughs> high heels and lingerie. Yeah. I'm like, that's such a Corinne move. A Corinne pick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I know you said, you said that you overshare a lot. I, I'm much just like probably very late to the game. So I know you through more through the astrology space, but you said something very interesting while we were setting up here. And that was that you don't really date, which I kind of got the sense from, uh, from uh, things that you've said in passing in your astrology. And I love that because you still have this like really hot aesthetic and, but you just like seem disinterested in dating. And I, and I love this. Can you talk a little bit more about why you haven't dated and your thoughts on future? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how it really happens to meet someone and have them be like a potential mate or companion. I'm not (laughs) against it. I wouldn't say I'm disinterested necessarily, but that I have had, Two brief boyfriends in high school and then a boyfriend last year was all like two weeks periods. Oh, okay. Super, um, super brief. Yeah. So it went from like good friends to boyfriend and then feeling like there was, I mean, at that, uh, they were my age and at my age being like at that time teenager and now early twenties, I felt like people my age, there's a huge maturity difference. Um, yeah. so that wouldn't be plausible. Um, mm-hmm. they were very nice people. Uh, and then the, the most recent one about a year ago, uh, turned around and slept with my friend of over 20 years, my best friend. And it was all vlogs. Best my, friend. Yeah. Very it was quickly. all vlogs. Yeah. I was during vlogmas, which I film every day in December and I'm right. like getting, I'm just like, Oh, I don't know where my Shit. friend is. And then I realized they just had like my boyfriend. Head. Yeah. Um, so <gasps> what'd was, you like, do? Horrifying. Um, I'm a very direct person. So I was just like, the, and uh, she asked if she could, it's all on, on video, by the way, me, <laughs> me, me uncovering this, me doing my makeup and her coming back in to pick up her things when I was like, you just need to get your things and get out. I'm not dramatic. I just draw a boundary. I'm like, yeah, this is yeah. disgusting. Just See you later. Get, get, get your things out. 20 um, year friendship. 20 years from Girl, like age what? two to 20, from like two, three to 22, 23. Yeah. It was pretty shocking. Um, so with like dating, I wouldn't say that I'm disinterested but that um i i see a lot of people may just wasting their time if someone's mm-hmm. venn diagram of like if we create like a crossover mm-hmm. like that would work but i don't feel the need to at all cater my life to finding someone i'm just like chill the way i am i create a lot i think i'm now at an age where i would be able to date the people in the older age range that would be yeah. compatible with me um and there's a few people that like i could see that working out with um but by no means do i um actively change my life for that i would let it come in to my life um if it's if 
if so be it. Good head on your shoulders. Were you mm-hmm. raised to to be think like this, or is this kind of naturally how your philosophy unfolded? I am best friends with my dad. Like literally, he's nicest, calmest, uh, most generous person ever. And I was Aww. not raised with a stable mom. She was crazy, alcoholic, mm-hmm. abusive, and so I think that taking care of myself emotionally on the maternal side very early on and also mm. having a I like opposite daddy issues like I grew up around men friends with half maybe more men so it's just like I get yeah that, that I don't feel the need Are to change and this dad together no they divorced when I was two. Oh, okay cool, cool. Yeah. so w- did your dad was your dad able to explain like mommy's a little she's hurting mentally like uh, no kind of stuff? actually no one explained it to me until mm. I began to see a difference in sc- my behavior mm. with my parents uh growing up at school and like I went to a private Christian school very like you know if you what your parents dressed like looked like was like that was your social status in a Oof, way gross, um gross. so just early on I realized there was a discrepancy but my dad to the state never addressed it I mean he'll comment on like I haven't talked to my mom since I was 17 so he'll comment on like oh that memory and it's a little bit like oh don't talk about mom whatever I'm open but I don't push other people to be open so yeah, I still yeah. don't really know but I do know that like her drinking and mental illness escalated severely around my time my older brother and sister who were uh, over a decade older it was not the same for them she was wow, unstable they got, a, they got a different mom yeah yeah, yeah. it was mm. unstable but they saw it degrade and they were already teenagers when it really went downhill for me so um, I'm okay with it it turned me into like an, a creative person like yeah. I'm really I no hard feelings like I would not be here without it but um, that did lead me to be um, I'd say in a healthy way uh, avoid an attachment style. I yeah. don't d- disclude people, but I don't. Uh, I don't understand codependence. I, mm. I literally don't understand going out of your way to depend on someone. I am just incredibly me, and I'm uh, okay with that. And if it changes, you know, so yeah, you roll yeah. the punches. Yeah. Nice, right? I think. I think that's what. I was because I'm like I'm not sure I just like I just come across people on the internet and I think there's some essence of that that initially drew me to you and that's that I found your content to be really engaging and interesting uh, yet for you you. yet I was never watching anything where you were talking about sex dating relationships which is you know normally uh, you know most of what we see 24 year old you know Heterosexual, yes. yeah, yeah, women talking. Well, yeah, pretty, um, no, it's you never know. <laughs> no, 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 I was Very like, straight. I was like, yeah. I was like, all the kids are by now. I don't I really know. know I remember being an NYU student, and I literally think I was the only person that was, that was like, straight. I, that was straight. I was yeah. like. Wow. Okay. Cool. Um, no, yeah, I know yeah. it's so boring. Like it's so boring. It's so bad to be in entertainment now. And not, yeah. I'm, I'm like, oh, I I let a lady finger me in a sex club, and I was like, there was no. I was trying. I was. Yeah. I need to find something because right. otherwise my career. I don't even have anything. No. Yeah. It's funny because I see. I mean, there'll just be commentary about like women my age being like, you know, thrown over. There was a trending TikTok sound. It was like untouchable, and people were using it sarcastically, being like, oh, me using the sound that I'm untouchable when I've slept with hundreds of people, and I'm like, no, I doubt ass like I'm nearly untouchable like that's just like but I I don't judge care either way whatever but um yeah like with me it's not an avoidance I'm incredibly open it's just um I don't have a lot to talk about um and (laughs) if I do one day then it would be angry it would be insane it would be insane but I um and I'm not closed off or like afraid or anything it's just like hasn't really lined up too seriously yet yeah yeah. if it does you know cool so with untouchable have you how how many people have you slept with three three yeah and we're were these what like one was I'm guessing the boyfriend that the other person slept yeah, with? Yeah, it was my two high school boyfriends. Oh, you don't? Which, you did? Okay. Yeah, and then my boyfriend last year. So, so yeah. when did you lose your virginity? 17. 17? Yeah. Okay. And At age. Did you have like a talk about it or did it just kind of happen organically? I was dating my boyfriend for, I had been friends with this guy for like, I'd say like two years. Mm-hmm. And then we started dating and it happened very quickly after that. And I did not feel pressured, unhealthy at all. We didn't speak about it beforehand. But it was very, I've had no, 
I feel like I might be the only girl my age to be able to say this. I've had no harassment, traumatizing any issues, like, sexually That's at great. all. Like, ever. Like, literally, there's been no issue. But it's because I've dated, like, beta, low-T men. So it's like, there's not <laughs> nice. any issues. Yeah. Um, Is that like, your type? They're- no. I learned early on, I think because I had a, I have a, I don't want to say a dominant personality, but I definitely have a, a power to me that when men are younger, that then leads them, like, those with mommy issues are like, oh, and mm. I feel like, oh, I'm in control. Like, this is just my golden retriever who looks mm. cute. Great. Right. Um, I quickly learned that being spineless does not mean they're going to mistreat you. It means that they're going to do it in cowardice. Mm. So being, like, mm. beta alpha, whatever, doesn't really define, you know, your morality necessarily. But I now find that I prefer people that maybe they're a little bit different than me in the way that they're dominant or the way that they express themselves. But um, I don't want someone who's spineless. You know, I would prefer someone who, in a way, like, is courageous enough to inspire me as well. So yeah. um, it wasn't my my type. I don't blame that. The, the, maybe these people have changed now as well. It could be they're, they're yeah. 17, 18, Everyone's like, whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, but at the time, it was just like, I did everything. I was, I fucking had to unbuckle their, their belt every time. Like, it was just <laughs> yeah. everything. Right. And so I think I just have a bad, I don't say a bad, but I have, like, an um, a disinterested association with sex because it's like, well, I get nothing out of it. I'm yeah. doing everything. It's not traumatic. It's fucking nothing. Yeah, it just doesn't so. do anything yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, fucking turn me on. Right, you know what I right. mean? Like, and do I, the work to turn me on, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever actually had that. I yeah. don't think I've ever... Like, I, I'm not one of the girls who's like, oh, I put on a porn show. No, but I just gave them that cute little 17, 18-year-old, like, vanilla experience, whatever. They're fine for them. Um, but, like, now it's like, I would just not. Like, no, that's not yeah. tolerable. And I don't do anything casual. So, yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, I don't know how that arises. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you, so have you ever orgasmed? No. Even by yourself? By myself, yes. I was like, girl, okay. We got some vibrators in the closet. I'll I'll give you some when you leave. Well, no, it would be interested to hear because it is actually a a common thing that we hear. I mean, we used to get emails all the time from people who had never orgasmed, even from masturbation. Okay. But so no no one else else has made you orgasm. But do you feel like, do, do you get horny a lot or? I'm attracted to people, but I... I see, like, bonding with someone... I, I see having sex with someone is a really, really serious thing. Like, yeah. I'm someone where that's, like, uh, mm. uh, just innately, like, that is very serious to me. A lot of energy you're yes. mixing together. Yes, So... I, it is impossible for me to reach that without utmost trust in someone. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I was able to date people quickly, but have was because I knew them for like years. Like yeah. these two people, mm. I knew like in high school, I knew them for like my whole life. And then we started dating basically. And then the person that I was with last year, I knew for like, like a year beforehand. So it wasn't as if like it just, whatever. Yeah, um, you were in the energy right, of the right. person. I knew them. I trusted them. So with me, um, like I, that door will not open. And at this point, I would need to date someone who has also has enough on the line, probably publicly in a public figure way for that yeah. to align. It could not be someone who knows that they like anyone. There's a lot of rumors online about me that are absolute craziness. And some of those are like that they slept with me. I was like, bro, show me the receipts, please. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. the most outlandish. One. That's the most outlandish. <laughs> that's where you one. draw the line. Right, right. So it's just a serious thing to me. And I uh, respect that a lot. And I also, also like I don't want to violate someone who um, it might be like funny to think of, but like I don't want someone to sleep with me and then feel like that was too early for them because they might be pressured of like, oh, this is 
someone with a status or a public figure like that let me take the, like no 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 this mm. has to be all, like honored between us that kind of thing um so if it ar- arose and i trusted someone sure but um i would not jump to that uh immediately yeah yeah, yeah. and now go yeah i wanted to fast forward a little bit to the to yeah. the public space yeah. um so with vlogmas you documented you know you getting <laughs> cheated on and losing a best friendship was that were you oh, did, god during vlogmas like did you make a commitment to yourself like i am going to share the most personal things that happened to me is that always your promise during yeah. that time period i started sharing my life on the internet when i was like 19 20 and i entered nyu because i knew that i'm someone who i will not be able to look myself in the mirror if i don't go for it like i will fall on my face i literally don't know how i don't like no 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 no. you go for it so i just started documenting my life and then when i blew up on tiktok it escalated into this archive of my life plus what i was sharing now so i've been like beyond transparent because i just don't have any i just live a very simple life and it's insane and absurd and i honestly don't know anyone that's been through the level of absurdity that i have but it's fairly like centered just around me um so because (laughs) of that yeah what's absurd about it um i've traveled around the world heading insane situations involved with very insane people in financial uh personal strange ways all of it's basically documented online um i literally like look at planets for a living i grew up like being an actor like doing musical theater singing now i'm here um i yeah just the amount of insanity of like day-to-day basis i can't get on a flight without there being like a bird in the in the cabin or something just just crazy oh, like that's that fun literally, i love when weird shit happens right, like right. that so there's no day i think like everyone has their uh, gifts in life to manifest. Like sure. some people are able at manifesting money, whatever the mindset is there. My mindset is there around my life will be entertaining and insane and I will try everything and I will win at it in some way. That's my own way. <laughs> yeah. So it's like that doesn't stop. Um, but yeah, I do. Do- I, it was never an issue of hiding anything online. That's why when I am either accused of lack of transparency or lying, it's like, no, like that hits me to my core because I'm like, no, 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 I overshare to where people are like, you can't include me in your vlog. Like I might say something <laughs> a little and I'm like, okay, yeah, you won't be included. But for like, I just, and, and I don't have anything yet that requires not sharing. Right. Um, except for like in my business with Asterisk, which I'm putting astrology into like Web3 and bringing in AI, there were some things where we're just like, we're not going to share like company secrets or like yeah, the financial sure. back end at first. But that would never came to mind to share that because that's like, nor- that's boring. No yeah. one cares. So yeah. So, like, yeah, we talk about, uh, we, or we've been talking recently on the show a lot about business. So, you, you, how did you, did you have a specific, like, template in mind when you went online? Like, this is, I'm going to build myself into a brand, or did you kind of take the feedback that you got and then use that? How did it start? Because it's a very impressive, the level that you've gotten to at such a young age, seemingly, like, all on your own. Yeah, yeah. Um, I now see that I operate kind of everything like a business, but in no way was it an intentional master plan. Uh, I was an NYU student studying philosophy and writing and psychology, and I always knew that I would go into entertainment and uh, something theatrical. I actually switched out of Tisch into philosophy because from my understanding of being at Tisch at the time, I was not going to be allowed to audition or like take they, extra. Or intern. Yeah. They fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I went to Marymount Manhattan okay. and all the Tisch yes. kids were like, fuck, you're interning at SNL. I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes. You oh, so fucking, you can't work within the they, industry yeah. while you're learning how to yeah. work in the industry? But like that's half the kids like were fucking getting jobs yeah. while we were in college. It's right. like, these are your fucking go time, baby. Like, right. you should be auditioning. And that was actually heartbreaking for me to like have auditioned and gone my life being like, I want to go to NYU Tisch, but then realizing in that moment, 
I, I, I've, I've struggled with um, thoughts of suicide. And so I, I mm. literally live every day as like, this has to be excellent, impressive, outstanding, and somehow incredibly interesting, or it is a wasted day because you don't know. Does that get yeah. you down though? Because not every day is going to be like fucking no. fucked up. No, because I live an incredibly <laughs> weird life and I make yeah. videos screaming at a camera for like, it's my right. life is insane. Okay. So yeah. you, you find moments in your life, yes. even if you're not flying to Dubai, yes. like where you're like, yes. oh, I have this moment with a yes. stranger that I'm like, what the fuck? Yes. This is beautiful. Some days, like some days I'll open the vlogmas camera it'll be like there's nothing today and then it ends up i have a revelation yeah. on camera i will make beauty if there's not right okay so you're yeah. on a mission to like find yes. the beautifulness in yes. every day oh that's great um, that's fucking yeah, awesome yeah and so with that um what was i talking about before i brought that up? well we were talking about tish and stuff tish, and you were saying tish. you had thoughts of suicide yes. and, and so you you, you yes. have this goal. during that first year of college when i was no longer around my mother because growing up i was like i don't know if i can make it to 18 mm. and uh justify living that long it's so brutally painful physically emotionally being around this person I don't know if I can justify it uh, so I always weighed out living or not living is a literally a logical equation to mm. the point where people were bothered by it because it was not a poor <laughs> Ooh, I like me. this it was very much is the uh, um, sunk cost of continuing to live versus the opportunity of continuing to live yeah. just the, the literal pain I decided get to 18 because you'll never know what's on the other side unless you get to 18 I actually left my mom at 17 and started living with my dad once I had a car and could just tell my dad I'm never living with her again he yeah. never asked why he just was like he okay. knew yeah he, yeah. he knew yeah he knew. it's weird that it, it, that you were even le- left with your mom yes. when they when yes. they divorced I know yes. I know that's more common but your usually mom had, the kid goes with the mom if she had substance that, abuse is, that has led me to actually have a severe distrust of the justice system and feel like I would get favored yeah. as a woman if I that's one of the reasons why I'm not against ending up with someone in a relationship, but I don't think I would be able to marry someone and know that if anything went downhill, I would have that paper in court and I could get everything potentially. I would yeah. never do that to someone. Um, but because of that, yeah, I just lived with my mom. Um, and then when I got to Tish and everything, that's actually when my mental health got worse because there was mm. no longer an abuser who was like a reason to feel bad. I still felt bad and I felt like that was my fault. And uh. I was like, oh, then end it. Like, if you feel bad and everything's going well, you made it to NYU, you have a scholarship. So your dad is- grateful bitch. Yes, literally, literally, it was like, you're at NYU, you have a scholarship, your dad isn't having to freak out over paying. It makes and it yes, so much yes. worse. And I actually wrote a novel called A Prisoner of Memory, which was not a, it was not an autobiography, but it was personifying the level of like, oh, I must be the problem if I am ungrateful and I am doing mm. all these things that are, you know, wasting it. So I, I wrote a, a lot of things, but I realized for one, I wanted to get tattoos and look differently than what they were. That you wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to book anything if I had tattoos mm. and look like this. Now it doesn't matter. But um, I switched into philosophy so I could like learn how to think and articulate better yet also audition at the same time my last I graduated in three years because I really liked school and didn't know that that was like possible but I get a call in my last semester they're like no you're graduating what's your gown size I'm like excuse Whoa. me that ended up being May 2020 which I now feel like Shit. I got out at the right time because yeah. after that everything's remote I it would have been like I love school I yeah. loved that classroom and engaging I in like it. conversation I love yeah, yeah, yeah. I love school yeah. too I love, yeah. and I'm yeah. that annoying bitch who's like for most people, college is not worth it. I would say for most people, look online. You can learn everything from me. Yeah. It was. Um, but with that, I then blew up on TikTok literally as soon as I started posting. It was the 2020 election. So I had a ton of content to predict. Um, and it allowed me to like I grew up being like, I want to do acting singing that definitely fulfilled the acting side yeah. um, of being able to do something on camera that was still authentic and like now being able to do more things that are cameo or something that it's a little bit even straight acting side. Um, yeah. But I, um, I, I saw it, I saw it as a business plan innately because I always had faith that every step I'm taking is a net positive and is useful to my long-term plans. Mm-hmm. I literally don't know what it's like to waste 
time. Like I don't have anything that I chill. I don't have any time that's like downtime. If it's I'm on a flight and I'm boarding and I literally can't do work because it's like I'm like listening to the Huberman Lab podcast about mm. <laughs> uh, setting goals and achieving goals or something like that. So um, I inherently I feel like run my life like a large corporation of all these moving parts, but I don't sit down and like have a master plan. It's just it's all categorized. Yeah, it seems it seems like you are really are like a one man band, and I and I love that. I, I used to be like that. You might experience burnout, but maybe maybe you won't. I don't know. It's I am the only person who runs. Sometimes I'll hire people for my company, yeah. and they're concerned because anytime we have an issue, I'm like, let me handle it immediately, and then I'll delegate the actual task out <laughs> afterward. And people, I had one of my developers who's a good friend of mine. He's an incredible engineer. He called me and he was like, I'm concerned about you. You're doing all this. I don't want my CEO to burn out. And then I quickly was like. I, I, I literally, I was like, LMAO, just ask any other person on the team, like, should you be asking me this right now? And he was like, what does that mean? I was like, just do it. And then literally, he sent me everyone's responses. They're like, it's Marin. If she, if it's too much, she will say, stop everyone. Someone needs to do this. But yeah, yeah. I don't, I'd say the reason I don't experience burnout is simply because maybe I have too much pressure on my shoulders. It's like, you can't. And I've made it that way. Not or dating I is love, also, honestly, I, I really yes. do feel like that that conserves a key. lot of energy. And like for you a to lot. come in so young and, and be so focused on something that's not a guy, like it makes me so happy. Like, I, yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm your mom. Like, I'm so proud of you. This is exactly yeah. what I want well, for the future. Like, advice that we try to give people because it just takes up a lot of, it's a mental suck. It's a time yeah. suck. It's your energy. It's probably the only regret I have. And like, thank God that I turned all that time I spent thinking about relationships into a, a business. A business. Yes. Right. So, so right. it all worked out. Yeah. But for all those women yeah. out there who just spent time thinking about boys to think about boys and didn't make it into right. uh, like all that a, a podcast, that's, that's what I think of as well. Like I'm now at the point where my career and ambitions and what I'm going after align me with really incredible people, some men that like I don't have like one person in particular, but like the path that mm. I'm in now means that I think living in your own path of interest and pursuing that is the best dating app that you could ever use. That's yeah. what we yeah. always recommend. Yeah. It's so funny because I really feel like I'm at a time now like where I'm just like not meeting the the, the caliber of person yeah. that I want to be around. Right. And, and so I literally just have to go. I just have to wait until I'm at yeah. the next level of my career yeah. and then I'll meet that person yeah. because yeah. there's no use skimming, skimming the bottom. Right. <laughs> Sorry, right. everyone. <laughs> Sorry, no, everyone. I know. No losers no. in this circle. No, like, Sorry. You have to, we have to have high standards. I don't yeah. think dating is not a charity game. It is. <laughs> it's, yeah. sure. it's not. And I see. I just think it's funny because on TikTok, a lot of the trending content will be like talking about dating guys, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can't relate to any of it because it's like, oh, when he does the bare minimum, I'm like, bro, this isn't even funny. Like, yeah. stop this. Like, I don't care. Like, fuck. Like, is your self-esteem like, no, no, no. Pick yourself up, bitch. Like, get up. Yeah. New can't. Like, yeah. People come to me to be like, this is disgusting. Like, you're like beautiful and you're next to this bitch with the broccoli haircut. Stop. Stop. <laughs> like, no, no, no. So I just think I agree. And I think not dating, not intentionally. Like, that's just hasn't lined up because I'm so me. And also intentionally not drinking. I think those two things mm. just save me a ton of. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. So yeah. not not drinking, not dating. Do you feel like an alien among peers? your age or did you find a group of people who share your sentiment um I have an incredible group of friends. I'd say that the number one kind of superpower in my life is that I attract an incredible caliber group of people. And if you meet anyone through me, they have been vetted. They're an incredible person. No one gets through besides like maybe my best friend of 20 years. That was severely strange. That was strange. She failed the test. That was strange. Yeah. And no one else. And she knew you since you were two. You didn't didn't have those quality standards when you were two. True, true. So, and everyone else, I have no issues, no drama, no conflict, anything with my friends ever. I don't understand how that happens. And none of them 
are heavy drinkers. I think some have like wine when they go out, but like yeah. I don't know anyone that's like a partier drinker. I mean, actually, wow. So that means they're not trying to run away from their feelings, no, which is a, a no, nice energy to be no. around. Um, I think when I was in college, I was very lonely, not because people at NYU were crazy partiers, but because like when you're, I'd say, teenager into early twenties, it can feel a little bit like if you were, um, I don't even want to say mature for your age, it's overused. But if you have incredible mm-hmm. ambitions that do not revolve around the immediate gratification of your life, mm. that alienates you because you. Yeah. those thoughts are people in their 30s but then i did yoga teacher training and was a yoga teacher briefly and that connected me with you people. led like 18 yes. lifetimes because i knew i wanted to be doing something that brought me a little bit of income i couldn't live off yeah. of 30 classes but i wanted the energy of doing something in my own merit yeah. yeah so i was a yoga teacher um that quickly ended because the songs i was playing were too explicit and um, <laughs> oh girl yeah sure I my, girl. my girl ashley has a yoga studio and she plays like bump and grind shit and i'm like yeah i did too i would love but it was that. that it makes you want to do yoga more i, I want to Cry during yoga, like I mean, I I would like because that's why I like yeah. Soul Cycle because you're yes, like you're yes. like doing something that's like it's kind fun. of like, not, like I understand make it though fun. it was like little peep being like yeah I'm gonna kill myself and that that was like <laughs> but you know that was yeah. me and the, that was me um so yeah that was me uh, but anyway <laughs> of course it was little peep that's yeah so hilarious. Um, I listen to little peep on the way here but um <laughs> yeah I like living that life of a yoga teacher meant that I could meet some people in vastly different ages. People get into yeah. yoga teacher training, 20, 40, 50, it's whatever. Yeah. Um, and those were the, that was the first group of friends that I made that felt like no matter what age we were, we were aligned on values. Yeah, not all really of them important. are not drinking whatever, but it was like everyone felt grounded and yeah. I'd never seen that. Um, I'm still friends with some of them. Many of them, you know, they moved, they moved here for that training and then left. But um, with that, I, from that point onward, because my career took off literally right after that, every, all my friends are 35 plus. I'd say yeah. 35 to 45 is like where all my friends are. Um, if I were to date, it would be in that age range. I just know, like, that's what it would end up as. And, um, yeah, it's a good, it's a good age range because yeah. you're self actualized. You've been through shit. You fuck shit up and then you made amends usually. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. if you're not running from your problems, like in right. the way that you were saying that you, uh, a lot of people drink, yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah, and that's, I think, the number one thing I always say that I admire in people and the indication of strong character, I find, is direct communication. Yeah. We can have differences on literally every topic. I am someone who, like, I'm, like, full as a philosophy student. I love debating. I don't take anything personally. Like, I'm just, like, disagree with me argue. And that direct communication is something that's present in all my relationships because there's literally no time for anything flaky, false. No, no, no. It's direct. It's, like, immediate. So I would love to learn something from you and be selfish in this interview for one second. You describe mommy issues that I have very... I, I have a lot of them, but I yeah. the loneliness that a mom can give you when she doesn't give a fuck about your life and tries yeah. to like manipulate you yeah. and your love is a bargaining chip. I didn't realize this was happening until I was like 31. So I, I had a lot of years, a yeah. lot of years of going, my mom's my best friend. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, yeah. wait, she fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. OK. So yeah. I'm curious how like you, 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 you said like I'm either like when you debated killing yourself, like I'm someone who yeah. feels like suicidal ideation a lot because yeah. this is like this lonely pit. Yeah. But like, how did you did you were you always like. Nope, bitch, we're turning it around. Get the fuck up and we're going to go running or something like that. Like, did you always have that voice that, that supported you? Partially, yes. And I think there was a strange dichotomy where my mom would say things like, I can't believe like you're my daughter, like for no, re- no for real reason. It was always in like, what tone Um, in the tone of like, um, honestly, that I was short, that I was blonde, like my natural hair is light. I dye it dark. Um, and like th- things that I can now see she was probably jealous of that. I, oh, I didn't need a fuck. boob job. 
So right, like things right, like that. Right, yeah, right. I'm gonna be. It was so petty. It's it was f- so when a mom petty. is jealous, you're like, oh my this god, this isn't m- what. It's the opposite of mother. Yes. It's the opposite of a mother's yes. love and how beneficial that can be. It's so, that's like such a common relationship yeah. that moms have with their daughters. Yeah, so. and so like fucked. things like she re- refused to teach me things like I-, I didn't learn about sex or my period or anything from mm-hmm. her. I had to talk to like my dad to get my first bras, and yep. that was like really humiliating. I felt like when I was like, Dad, I need to go to like. Abercrombie or whatever the store was. At the yeah, time. yeah. Um, but my dad was the kind of dad where maybe because he saw this and he didn't want to bring it up, or he innately, he, I mean, he said before that he all of his life he wanted a daughter. He had me at fifty two, and that was like a miracle to him because my older brother is like eighteen years older. He had oh, him with shit. another. So, um, he was the kind of dad where like if I was losing in a board game, he would cheat for me. Aww. And like I had this extreme so on your side. Yeah, I had these extremes, and to this day, he will say things that I am not good at and be like incredible. It could have been a award winning artist. I was like, bro, no, no. That's so I cannot sweet. paint. Yeah, he frames my paintings that I made when I was like five. He's Aww. like, look at the genius here. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> so you have love, you have unconditional yeah, love of at least one parent. Yeah. That's so nice. I think that that instilled in me like the confidence of just this these extremes of like die bitch versus like right. kill it yeah. um but also <laughs> die bitch slay right, bitch yeah, right. yeah, yeah but i now see that there was something innate in me where like i remember very early on being really really uh idolizing britney spears to this day mm. i look up to her a lot and people being like do you want to be britney spears and you're older i was like i'm gonna be better like that i didn't get that kids didn't say that with all seriousness in their heart and i loved pageants i loved acting and like hmm. my parents pulled me out of pageants not because i had a problem with it because they were like we don't want her to go down that path Um, so there was this innate, like, if you have this life, you're going to make the fucking most out of it. Mm. And if you do feel like that is not an option, then like, yeah, then nuke it. Now you don't want to be mediocre. I will rather be the worst, like award winning worst than anything Mm. mediocre. (laughs) Right, right, right. Um, Mediocre is forgettable. Right, right, exactly. You'll Um, never forget the worst. (laughs) Right. And I think the times, and I've been very open within like, like, I don't know, like a month or two ago when I'm like, I really don't know if I can like make it and I'll be open about it. And like suicidal. Yes. Yes. There was a really, really bad thing where there was a company I was working with for ads who ended up the only company Mm. I've ever had uh, sponsoring me repeatedly a big ad deal um they ended up being insolvent incredibly criminal and frauding everyone oh, and because of that then when it came out that they were paying me which i was open about but of course the people who were understanding of ad deals don't watch my they watch my videos yeah. people who are like like crypto incelish guys who don't understand ad deals and marketing think she was colluding she was paid off by them i go no no no. i was doing ads on how to use their app like this was a normal ad deal when that came out it was like the harassment was so insane i had to hire private investigators to handle the death threats things like that Mm. my life is insane because of the amount of capital that's thrown around in the industry the people will come after me and Mm. i remember being like i like like shaking in a video where i'm like i don't know if i can literally make it through because i've dealt with harassment i've had lawsuits against journalists i do not trust her oh my god the things that they've done taken out of context horrible jesus um but that was like oh my god that that was i like threw my hands up i was like this is the last straw i'm not crying i just randomly have a throat issue (laughs) (laughs) well it's yeah it's fucked up when the fucking internet's bullying you and saying you should die and get raped your corpse should get raped yes yes it was the it was the rape threats it was that was like severe and also with that people being like Oh, she, uh, I don't live in Dubai. I, I brought a, pr- I bought a property to there thinking that I would rent it out. I don't care. I just want to sell it now. Um, so it's on the market, but people saying that I live in Dubai so I can be like, I'm paid by shakes. It's like, bro, I don't live in Dubai. I brought in, I bought an investment property because I thought it was smart. It wasn't smart because I now see like, that's just kind of not today's world, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, I was like so shocked at the narrative and level of things. I was thinking that, um, th- there's a line in a song that spoke to me very early on in my life and I didn't know why. And it's a song in Nutshell by Alice in Chains. Okay. And um, 
it's the line that I saw on tattooed on me one day, and literally I was 14 being like, I'm obsessed with this. Um, there's two lines. It's my privacy is raped. And then if mm. I can't be my own, I'd feel better dead. I uh-huh, uh-huh. literally to this day, and that's the thought that ran through my head was like, if I can't control the narrative anymore, I want to be dead. I now see there's no point. You will never control the narrative, right. especially as a young woman. 100%. Yeah, but, never. But yeah, now it's, I'm in a different mindset place because I have, you different, have a different relationship I, with that. Yeah. I've had literally, I've never been able to say this before, but I've had a woo woo spiritual experience in the past month of insane turnaround. And I've never been able to say that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Even though you, even though many consider astrology to be in the woo woo space and that's where you work, you yourself have never had an experience until this month. No, I see it as pattern recognition and analysis. So I'm seeing cycles. Uh huh. Other people who might be intuitive astrologers, I I consider that a completely different practice. I'm like, I literally don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's first order logic. Um, but over the past month, I started working with someone who reached out who does work spiritually with high performers high caliber like ceos or entertainers and helps them uh work with what could be considered a plateau of taking in all that energy and mm. being like what do i do next i've oh now my God, done all that this shit is real yeah. yeah um and she reached out to me and immediately i was shocked when like just working with her we need to manifest some, this lady to yeah, us too because yeah. she's, I, can refer, I can refer her done. i've given her like my <laughs> manager like incredible and nothing that felt um, I've done some like inner child work. That's like, I, no, no, no. But it was literal <laughs> steps and patterning and like EMDR work. Yeah. yeah. Unlocked very early things about like, I've had early on in my life had so much creativity and so much to give through music and through acting. Like that I, it's not like I didn't pursue them, but I didn't go forward with them to like, that's really, really what I want to keep going into. Yeah. And through that, the opportunities immediately appeared for me to do those things and was just this incredible awakening of like me feeling like at 24, oh, I'm too old to go into like firm entertainment and not just social media. And then me being like shocked at like, did you just say that? Yeah. Like you just right. said you're 24 and you're too old for these things. Yeah. If anyone's in a better position, it's me who's already crafted out a niche, has a platform, a really loyal following and the connections to go after this. So I remember just like calling my manager and being like, um, we need to get me back into like voice lessons again like i'm gonna learn how to like scream correctly to do the album that i really want to do because i don't give a shit what label signs me whatever i have something to say i write songs all the time for a decade like we're doing it and it mm-hmm. felt like for the first time since maybe i switched out of act like acting and did that like on the side so i could do tiktok basically since then it was like this leap that's like it's gonna happen and the universe fucking there to catch me no nice. worries um i never had an experience like that where it was not like a painful like oh my god i have to do this or that i've never felt so like awakened in that way before mm. so yeah and that's important and also i mean just with the age thing that's yeah we, we you know we've had this show for 10 years so if from our 20s into our 30s and that's like the biggest lie that people will tell you that you know like 30 or something as a woman is old especially it's something that's reinforced so much in the entertainment business yeah. and it's like uh, I look better than ever literally depends on, on you. the individual like yeah. there's not like some women look for, not even looks wise but they look or behavior or whatever yes. at 20 and then like like me without makeup I look like a fucking child but I get that my energy is really old so people often be like oh, I thought you were like 35 and I don't even take it personally I'm like yeah. cool great I'm glad I'm mature like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no that's good I mean it's nice to have someone you know to be 24 and to be able to just like you know come on and speak and and, and we get a sense of who you right. are right. I think a sense of self I mean we're stand up comedians so like you're finding your voice for like 10 years and yeah. but also in real life you have to to find your voice yeah. whether or not you are a stand-up comedian right. we just have to find it because our wallet relies on it but you know totally. ev- everyone's lives depend on I'd it i'd say me too mm-hmm. uh, not that i intended it to rely on it but as someone who's always been a very specific concise 
overt communicator i like didn't and i now see it like both as nature and the nurture of like if my mom is crazy drunk right now i have to say things in a very clear way to minimize the fallout Ah, so to this day i say things that i wouldn't say minimize fallout of controversy because i don't give a shit take me out of context i've had it with mainstream media like take me out of context whatever that just means you're doing well and everyone's hating on you exactly exactly but i think it is if anyone's giving me the time of day to listen that is an incredible gift and that is not anything I'll take for granted. So I will make it the absolute most of your time. You might have to slow down my video, but that's your choice on what I'm giving you. So that's okay. But I will not dilly dally (laughs) ramble. I think that particularly women have a hard time taking up space today. Um, And therefore they speak in like tongues or rambling. And I'm like, stop saying you're sorry. Stop saying if this makes sense, it either fucking makes sense or I will let you know that it doesn't. So we'll stop this. Um, And yeah, I think that it's like a, it's a a blessing to have uh, the time to speak with anyone. So I don't want to waste it. Do you doubt yourself? Um, I, that's so weird. Anytime I brought up something like interesting, I've had a throw. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, and then I laugh at that. I'm like, but you're <laughs> nice. fucking Marin. Like, stop this. But I do. Um, for example, like now getting back into voice and singing, I remember when I was 17 and I was in voice for years with the same person. They told me they wouldn't work with me again because I was fucking at my voice trying to scream, trying to learn mm. how to scream. And it made me like stop listening to music for like oh. a year. I couldn't even turn on music because it was like, these people didn't fuck up their voice trying to scream. Mm. You did. Um, but now mm. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to learn how to scream properly. Fuck yeah, you. which so, can be done. Yeah, yeah. It, and I'm now even like learning like, yeah, it's, easier than singing in some ways and yeah was. once you realize the technique yeah yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah um and i already talk with vocal fry so i'm like halfway there hell yeah um <laughs> so but, you you, yeah. St- you started you, so your first tiktoks were about the presidential election astrology how did you i mean you have an extremely advanced knowledge of astrology and because you are going from this mathematical uh point of view like how did you learn this it seems incredibly hard and then you'll just do these videos where you're you're looking at a chart and you'll be able to talk straight for 10 minutes yeah. and are you writing that down or are you just going from your from looking so at the chart i got into astrology literally as soon as i was learning to read in the newspaper next to like comics and cartoons oh, horoscopes. Okay. i remember then my mom had like a sony computer and i remember googling like my natal chart and placements throughout my entire life i could not stop it was acting and memorizing things and learning nonstop and it was astrology always 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 like both were just such extreme constants and i never let up which meant that by the time i was a teenager i read every forum online i'm pretty sure i set up a google search so that any specific keywords or something new i would come up on Whoa. um i was voraciously obsessed like with my yeah. yeah and i didn't realize that other people didn't dedicate like extreme knowledge to something and then it led people to immediately as soon as I blow up online be like you took that for me I'm like bitch I don't know who you are like what Mm. are you talking about like this is just me and my obsession it means I missed out on not in a bad way but like dating and these things like this is what I did instead so um at this point for a YouTube video if I'm not looking down, it's all in my head. If yeah. I'm looking down, it's because there are pointers I want to hit, but my mm. scripts are not scripted words. It's like, make sure you talk about this transit, this transit, this transit. So most of my scripts are actually for my editor to follow along with graphics she puts in. But um, I also know that it for me, if I'm editing my own videos like Vlogmas, bitch, if I have to look down at a script for one week, two, that's <laughs> editing time. So like, no, 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 we're just going to get it out. Um, So like, yeah. I think scripts and napping things I avoid and I don't you know no. what what so what it was it about astrology that drew you in it was being able to see that there was this architecture to the universe that mm-hmm. you might be able to peer into and I grew up playing the sims and I loved having a world 
Yeah. And I don't care to control the world. I don't know. I don't whatever. I want to be entertained. Show me. But I think having that bird's eye view was an incredible like stoic moment of I can accept reality and this can help me do it. And it's just fucking fun. It's just fun to be like, oh, what's coming up? Let me check this, 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 this. Feels a little bit um, prepared. Yeah. And it's fun. And it it, it feels like a um, yeah mapping out of the architecture of reality that I get to peer into. Do you ever feel like you know too like you know too much about the future because of it? People ask me that a lot and like no. Yeah. I, I'm just very like stoic. Like I can see horrible things coming up in my life. I'm like chill. I can All see right. great things. I'm like chill. So yeah. Are you are, are is it always right or like do you find like you interpret it incorrectly sometimes? Oh yeah, no, I have incorrect things. Right. Um I, I don't have situations where it's like an event happens or doesn't happen and it, I had no idea wildly up. But what happens is that there mm. can be something disruptive in a certain part of someone's life. Maybe that part of life deals with both. Like the same area of the chart deals with creativity, children, and sex. Mm-hmm. So I have to use my my reasoning with other factors involved to determine for this person is it going to be create a breakthrough, breakup in their relationship, suddenly um like miscarriage or disruption in kids mm. i'd use my reasoning with that um so sometimes i can be wrong with the context or literally the, usually the error is that i am writing everything out by hand online and sometimes i can put moon instead of mercury then that gets trailed down three videos later i'm still using that verbiage like today i figured out in a video i did for virgo in 2023 i talked about the wrong thing and i'm like <clears throat> like whatever <laughs> um like i can't believe that um but uh usually it's a human error which is what i'm trying to solve with like just bring in ai because that's what's going to handle this anyway. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, do you do you believe like some people are like, I can't date this sign? Are you into that at all? Because yeah. I mean, we had an uh, we spoke to another astrologer, and she was like, I, she's like, I think that astrology just tells you some of the troubles that you're going to come across in the relationship. But she's like, I think any two signs can technically be compatible yeah. and work out. Uh, what are your thoughts you? on that? I like to say that compatibility is not yes or no, it's how so. Mm. Because your charts are overlaying in specific ways, kind of like two gears fitting together. Yeah. And it may show you that you're very compatible at work and money, but there's no like sexual interest. It might show you that you have a lot of passion and fire, but it's short-lived. Mm. So the way that you're compatible will differ person to person. And there are general energies of different signs that you'll do better with. Like it's pretty uh, – Oh, either I have my favorite people in the world. I have people I dislike. Like it's ways. And out. they're all similar signs, right? Yeah. Right. And um, there's, there's some people. I was like, sometimes I go through it and I go, I go, I don't know anyone. I'm not friends with anyone, and I've never dated anyone of this sign ever. I yeah, don't even know what they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah. And when I'm open about that, people then think I hate the sign. I go, no, it's like just your I'm personal not, thing. I'm not friends with people who are. I don't know. Like uh, I don't even have a profession I can think of. But like, <laughs> it's not a moral. I don't give a shit. I literally don't give a shit about your sign. Like yeah. whatever. But I do confine in my life. What repeats, and there are certain signs that repeat with healthy dynamics time and time again. This yeah. does not mean that you cannot be in a relationship with someone who has one placement in a different sign. But right. because you have an entire chart, I don't generalize and say you can't this date the sign or that sign, but they're more compatible charts, obviously. Yeah, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And do you and do you use uh, astrology in your own dating life? Like, you know, it's very in vogue right now to be like, what's your birth time? And like, let right. me put it in the pattern right. app. And, you know, we all do We all do that. But sometimes that I think, right. like, how destructive is this yeah. to it's, the relationships yeah, in the us. real world? Yeah. It's pushing us in a direction that maybe we would not normally yeah. have gone. I'd say that with astrology, because it's a mirror for reality, um, if you're meeting with someone and you have a spark, then the chart can help you 
understand that spark. Mm-hmm. If you meet yeah. someone and you dislike them, it'll help you understand that you dislike them. <laughs> um, but because of, for one, I don't have an active dating life, so I don't really know to put, I don't really ask people their time. Because this is my career and I'm thinking about it nonstop, none of my friends and I are talking about astrology ever. Mm. I don't like, or crypto. We're talking about, I don't know, random memes. Um, So I do have everyone who works for me. I have all their birth info. And this was important for me just to see. It's kind of like doing a profiling of your, uh, uh, you know, uh, Myers-Briggs or whatever for that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't look at a chart and think I would or would not interact with this person because that's mm-hmm. not the way my mind works. Yeah. I have a Libra moon. I just, if I see something even jarringly challenging, I'm like, oh, that's going to be fun to work through. That kind of thing. Yeah, It yeah. is objectively like their charts I'll see with someone and I'm like, yeah, that's going to be a challenge to work through, but I don't disqualify this person. I show that life is probably going to disqualify that for me. Mm. Um, but I think um, I... I think mechanistically, I think about astrology as a mirror for reality, not a force to negotiate with. It's not an external force. It's not something that you can pick and choose. It's a tool. It kind of applies. It literally shows you what is happening. It's a mirror. So it shows you fucking up with that person or it shows you getting along well with it. Yeah. Um, I and the roots of it. I wouldn't think too much about like, oh, I should or shouldn't based on the chart. The chart will tell you if you should or shouldn't. Like you're going to be doing it anyway. It'll show you what you what, what, what you do. Yeah. <laughs> it's just reflecting yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. So do you, th- do you, f- Think of yourself as like having a gift or do you think that like if anyone spent their whole youth studying astrology the way you did that they could have the same grasp on it? Both. I think that um, anyone who studies nearly anything can gain a decent understanding. Mm -hmm. I just operate at like extreme mental hyperspeed on everything I do. And uh, I think if there was anything I set my mind to, like I can be great at it. It just happened to be astrology is the biggest bit like time. Um, And I love patterns and like cycles. Yeah. Apparently that's one of the – Yeah, Exactly. I'm high probability. That's one of the many things that I, I, undiagnosed, I think I'm autistic, many things adding up to this and like the like fixation on red, fixation on patterns and cycles. I'm like, to me, that's like how I work. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, I think nature and nurture help out with that. And what do you think it was about you that made you like rise to the, to the, to to the top uh, as far as like, and right. there's a lot of online astrology. I mean, I'm just going scrolling through TikTok. There's so many people yeah. with tarot decks doing this. And I'm like, to me, it feels almost dangerous because I think you have yeah. to be careful with yeah. this kind of stuff and treat yeah. it uh, with respect. Yeah, yeah with respect. Yeah. So what do you think people respond to most about the way yeah. you read charts? I think with astrology and anything that is a little bit more niche, there's a large percentage of people that are absolute idiots. Mm-hmm. And then there's a small percentage that are geniuses. Mm-hmm. I'm not calling myself genius by anyway but like there's a lot of things where i'm just like what in the fucking world like sloppy like don't be sloppy or like there's this like magic woo interesting it's like no 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 pattern cycle here deliver um so it's a little different so i think for one my concision and my uh directness spoke it's just more dopaminergic you get a result in the video faster it's literally not going to be if someone uh uh, is rambling, not editing well. It is difficult to watch. No one's going to watch that. So that plus I d- have so much to say nonstop. People ask me, how do you make so much content? I'm like, I don't know how to fucking shut up. I have so much to say. <laughs> just it keeps going. Um, it's why I find it very easy to write song after song after song after song to then like go back and comb through. And it's like, OK, let me see what's relevant now. Um, so I think the um, ability for me to like put up nonstop content, be serious about it and have fun. Like mm. I I don't follow anyone who's just informative that I don't care about their life. 
every single person I've grown up liking, whatever, I watch their, actually, no, I don't really because I don't have time or care to, but like I would grow up watching their vlogs, their makeup tutorials. So I think bringing a personality differs me from mm-hmm. someone who is just like information like here, yeah. which is cool, but there's some dry ass people in, in every subject. Like, <laughs> sure. And like, no, I don't. Also, everybody's so unique and every person is the only human being that has yeah. lived their life from the second they come exactly. out of their mother's womb until exactly. now. So give me some of that, boo. Yeah, exactly. Just give me some of that flavor. Yeah. And a lot of people who are in more like feminine or creative industries are just incredibly like politically correct, scared. I'm like, fuck no. Like, no, no, no. We're just going to be open and expose my life, everything. So I think that that is notable and uh, hits home, either triggers or is uh, honorable to people. Either way. Yeah. Yeah, because you, yeah. you are kind of very like into you talk about a lot about like free speech and yes. stuff like that, yes. which uh, which I love, especially as a comedian. We talk yes. about that a lot oh on this show. God. We've certainly gotten into our fear of uh, pickles, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it's it's also interesting to see from someone uh, you know Gen Z uh, because it's only seemingly gotten more politically correct. And the fact that you went to NYU, I would think, would just kind of reinforce that a lot because yeah. I'm always curious for people who have graduated the college system, yeah. uh, you know, recently. Did you come across problems with your mindset? Yeah. So growing up, people assume, oh, you're from Texas. No one. They call me like Marin Alt-Right. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I God. hate, but like, I'm just not even political. Um, so they are, people will be like, oh, you're from Texas. No wonder you're like a right winger. I'm like, I grew up Stop in Houston. Stop trying to box me, you yeah. dumb fuck. I grew up in Houston. So like, this is more blue than probably very whatever. Liberal city. It's a very liberal Home of city. Beyonce. Yes, yeah. literally, literally. <laughs> I'm like, I grew up in Houston. It's not middle of nowhere, Texas. It's like Chicago, New York, LA, yeah. that kind of thing. Um when I got to NYU, I didn't realize I was a little bit confused. Like, I remember someone telling me that um, I, I this is verbatim. Someone telling me that I clearly had internalized homophobia because I was a very feminine presenting cis woman. And I did, what? was like, I, what? and then I remember asking that on her, person is homophobic. I remember asking. I didn't know what late capitalism on her uh, computer meant. I, that's all I responded with was like, what does late capitalism mean? Like, right. that was my. I didn't know. And so I remember being a little confused. And I remember asking my dad some things because we were learning about like, why in a performance studies class it was saying that this map of some colony was like racist and i didn't follow it was like the map is right and i was like i don't get it and i remember right, how, being yeah. people shocked and like oh, you don't understand that like everything has is racist or homophobic right but you're just like i don't have please teach me yeah, what, right. the, what the I concept because it can it. be racist but like if you don't fucking know and then and educate me please right right yeah. and then i remember being like it's not my job to educate. i was like what but i'm in school like what's yeah so you're at the literally time, yeah, in in university. School, you're in a place where you're I literally paying, to yeah. paying people to educate and then we you. went to wash Square Park with a teaching assistant um, and, and I remember looking at people and commenting on the way they walked and some people would be that thing was like internalized racism I was like bitch he has a fucking like limp leg like what what are we you were talking just, you about you were just seeing unique you know so people that you hadn't seen I before I didn't have a word for yeah. that being a little bit feeling like um let's just be like person to person here like there were yeah. some people with certain identity like can we just f- fucking everyone well, be themselves? In the same way, though, because I have such a yeah. fucking gripe with that. When yeah. a kid goes up to a person in a wheelchair and goes, why are you in a fucking wheel? They don't say fuck, but like, you're in a wheel. Your legs <laughs> yeah. don't work. Why? Yeah. That's just a kid That's not, not knowing. That's just not it's offensive. It's not offensive at all. Right. A kid's going, right. what's this? Teach me. A it's kid something is so I've curious. never seen that, before. And that parents' yeah. reaction of, shh, that is what I hate like, that it's, shit. Yes. yes. Cause that, so, that puts a, that puts a fire blanket over your curiosity. And then, yeah, if you're afraid to be curious, you're fucking done. That's yeah. the people who now feel awkward saying any sort of race, gender, whatever. Like that's that's why people are now scared to say anything. That's like what like whatever. Yeah, um, and it's like, well, we still need to learn about each other. I would speak? like to learn. Yeah. 
Got it. Can we just speak like we're people? Like, please. So I think being at NYU, I didn't realize at the time I that was a confusion on my part. But my reaction internally was like, you have to be an upstanding citizen. Like all right. the things, all the flags. You have to have the right thoughts yes. and the right curiosity. And I didn't, I didn't realize that was happening. I can yeah. now see, and that's why when I see people who are uh, very activism oriented, I literally feel for them. I'm not even triggered. I'm like, I see and I understand you. And I'm someone who's like been vegan since I was 16, like all these things. But I don't feel, I don't give a shit what you eat, whatever. Like that's just me. Right. Like cool, I feel great doing it. It's not problem. your identity. It's just how you want to live your I life. Don't. And the the uh, when I was younger and I pretended to really care and be like, oh, I have a bracelet that means I can't eat with you unless. I didn't really give a shit. It was all performative and I didn't realize that. I literally did not <laughs> yeah, realize that. Right, I did right, not realize right. that. I still the internal cause of me being like, I'm going to do nice harm, whatever. I don't give a shit, whatever. I'll go at dinner with you anywhere. Um, but that, then when I blew up and I was accused of like every ism or obia, me being uh, like, like what? Like I remember taking a step back and being like, I do. I, I remember taking stuff. I mean, like, I did not do any of these things, but I'm a presence of toxic whiteness anyway. I will do. And that was like, I remember literally people. That was when people in my family were like, wake the fuck up, please. And then I remember literally the next the next day I tweeted at wokeness will cannibalize itself. And I lost like half my following overnight. And since then, I've had no apologies. Been like, I am incredibly honest, straightforward. I don't care about any of this drama, whatever. I don't have any side either. I'm just me. And I think more people need to just be themselves, worried about themselves. I talked to my trainer earlier today about like, just it was just a stupid thing about like people were in a certain situation where they definitely do not need to be masked. Like it was just like stupid. Yeah. And we had like to talk outside. It was in the field. it was outside on a bus that was driving <laughs> and everyone was masked. And I go, I think those are computer game players. Like those yeah. can't be real people. They're all and we laughed and uh, she didn't know at the time that I was like very open about just like, fucking soft. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's my that's my take. Yeah, And then you mentioned, I forgot about this, you mentioned earlier in passing that you were in pageants for a little while, you know, growing up in Texas. I'm fascinated by oh, Texas by pageants. pageants. That's even doubly yeah. pageanty. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember any of your, I don't know how young young um, you were, if you remember was, any pageant stories. I was three to four and oh, wow. I was very young and I did them at my country clubs. And I have nice. a picture of me being Tinkerbell. I had like this blonde, big curly hair. I was in this like green costume, green, yes. Um, and... <laughs> I was having the time of my life. You can tell that like there's other girls crying, whatever, and I'm just like oh, up there. This so is me. My I have no crazy stories because my parents quickly, within like a year of doing a couple, um, quickly put me into acting because they mm. were like, if you enjoy this, we don't want you to just be doing this on stage. Yeah. I know I had a great time, but then I grew up and I saw people who were still in it who were having just like the mo- the crazy moms and the I was like, yeah, there's a lot of shit with pageants. Yeah, so it's I have odd. no regrets, but um, to this day, it's like. The people are like, oh, just wants to be in camera. I'm like, yes, I love doing this. Like, I love being up. And I don't I respect people who are background people because I can't relate. So, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I guess uh, to wrap it up, um, I, I think the most valuable thing maybe for our listeners and for me definitely would be like what I know there's a lot of talk about like we live in an, you know a society that overworks itself and a lot of Gen Z is kind of like work less enjoy your life but uh, I agree with that face that you just <laughs> that you just made um, uh, can you talk a li- just like a little bit about yeah like that, that I, I mean that concept yeah. and how you can still have fun in yeah. your life by achieving things I think a lot of these like Yes, queen, louder things are just a pendulum swinging back and forth. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you are laboring to death in like a fucking factory, like, please, like, please, you know, take time yourself. If you also are lazy as fuck, please 
like I- ideally uh, don't be, but I mean your choice, whatever. <laughs> it's all everyone's choice. Mm-hmm. If you want to be the person who is online talking about rest, relaxation, toxic, capitalism, whatever, okay, be my be my guest. Like, that's fine. That doesn't resonate with me. I kind of tried that thing of like, oh, like I need to embody my feminine. I love working on stuff. I love at the end of the day being like, I killed it. And maybe one day that'll change. Maybe mm. one day. But I love what I do. You can see like, oh, you're privileged because you're pretty. So you got... But I fucking, I let it, I, I don't know, I work so hard with that, being like, okay, so maybe genetically benefited. I will work harder then because of that. Like, I will. Like, what do you need to do? Put, hit a brick, yeah, hit yourself please. in the face with a are brick? You, are I you mean. mad? Like, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck you, whatever. Um, so because of that, I am in, I love what I do. And I think that when people ask me, how are you productive, motivated? Mm. I don't need to think about those things because I am in an alignment where when I begin to feel like I don't want to do something, like I no longer want to do private consultations, I will stop doing them. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of scary because it brings in substantial income? Sure. However, what's the worst case? I end up on the street. Someone is giving me whatever. It's not going to happen. But like right. I think about worst case, like <laughs> sure. so what? whatever. Um, so I think that if you are struggling with like, oh, I'm working so much. Do I need to rest? What uh, like th- this uh, dichotomy between. Uh, rest, recover, and also hustle culture. Mm. Just do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. Just like, go with the natural flow of what yeah. your body and mind are telling you. And a lot of times when people are like, they don't realize they've been on fight or flight their whole yes. life and they're fucking tired and that's why they can't get to work. Like that. So it's like, yeah, right. you got to investigate that right. shit. Versus like, I think, and I know this very well growing up in like an environment that was so f- like fight or flight yeah. versus just literally having endless energy. It just doesn't end. It doesn't yeah. end for what I want to do. And mm-hmm. not everyone is like, I've learned not everyone is as dopaminergic. I now see that motivation and more that is dopamine yeah like oh you're on ad or no i've never taken Adderall. i don't need it do you see like no people I, no. always think i'm on cocaine yeah. and i go yeah. that's life baby yeah literally literally <laughs> like in new york you'll never find anything decent so no point so like <laughs> no not worth it Good but to know. yeah yeah um but with like the hustle versus we don't need to fucking fight about it do whatever you want i'm gonna kill it if you want to argue about it you're wasting time decide what you want to do and commit to it nice yeah. Uh, where can we find you? Where can people follow you? Marin Altman on anything. On anything. So YouTube, Altman. TikTok, yeah. Instagram, Twitter. If there's any accounts with the weird underscore saying text me on WhatsApp, Fraud. never me. I will not. I don't give a shit. I, I will never text somebody if they want a reading. That's been happening to everybody <laughs> yeah. I know that does tarot. They're yeah. like, if I ask you if you want a reading, it's not me. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. There's so much So yeah, scammers. Marin on everything. Uh, Marin Altman. Or sometimes it's just Marin, but like Marin Altman. You'll, well, find, you'll, you'll, you'll see, see all your see red. My, my face. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much of for course. joining us. Thank you for I appreciate it me. so much. Uh, this has been Guys We Fucked, the anti-slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Guys We Fucked is presented by Luminary. Created and hosted by Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. Editing and music coordination by Mike Coscarelli. Theme song by Rob Patterson and Jake Cozen. Suck my wet ass pussy. <laughs> Christina said to cut that before, but now it's in there. Yeah, let's keep it. Who cares? These niggas on baby, what they sound about. Soon or later, we'll be sitting as a justifier and stand up in. That's right. Get ready. Go crazy cause we riding. Shit, I'm Tryna throw a couple bodies in the truck Give them more yeah. smoke of blood yeah. Fit the profile you've been hiding Yeah, it's time to say what's up Time to prove your body yeah. Yeah. Between your dungarees and your chill about it Yeah, it's time to step it up, yeah I've been on the road Moving like a zombie, think I lost control Down bad, I fucked it up, don't know where else to go I'll take it out to the face, pull up a shot to erase my sins I'm feeling terrified That's it, I'm giving up One more day, you think
this shit, I'ma hang it up four times. I try to fix it, but I had enough. Yeah, it's way too much. If I had a summer rise, I swear to God, I said, can't find Serenity. No closed eyes, it's televised, but a whole time what you specialize in. Motherfuckers thought we terrorized, hit it, break your knee. These niggas on something, baby, what they talking about? Sooner or later, we'll be singing ours out of chest fire and stand up, baby. That's right. Go crazy, cause we're riding. Shit, I'm with it. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com.